Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Pro Beautiful podcast. One of the things that I have been wrestling with recently is related to what does it look like to actually ask for what you want and be okay with the Lord answering your prayers either way, like either with a yes or with a no. And Bob pointed out something that I had not really entered into before, which is in Acts 12, it begins in verse 2, you have James has his head cut off by Herod, and Peter is in jail and the church is praying for him. And then the rest of the chapter is this really beautiful and triumphant story about Peter being woken. I mean, it wasn't even like Peter was actively participating in his rescue. You know, you kind of think, well, at least Paul and Silas were praising the Lord from their place where they were imprisoned. But here's Peter. He'd fallen asleep on the job. I mean, he's like a classic sleeper, right? And uh, in fact, I think it even says in the scriptures that (laughs) he thought he was having a dream as the angel walked him out. Oh my goodness of the Antonia, but the, uh, (laughs) it's amazing, but there is an element where it doesn't really make sense in the natural, right? I, I mean, the scripture doesn't say, oh, the the church prayed for James, but I'm going to assume that they weren't kind of like, oh, oops, we forgot to pray for James. We'll have to do better next time and make sure we pray for Peter. And clearly they didn't actually have much expectation that their their prayers were going to be answered, right? Because you have Peter go knock on the door and uh, Rhoda says, yes, who is it? And he says, it's Peter. And she goes back and tells him that Peter is at the door. And they were all like, no, you're delusional. So even though they were praying on some level, they didn't have a whole lot of faith that their prayers were going to work, which makes sense. James had just been beheaded. And so I think about this though, because Bob and I pray for businesses. And at any given time, as we're praying for businesses, we have some that were like, oh my word, you are like the poster child for prayer being amazing and working. And it's very exciting. And sort of like people will send their prayer requests in and we're like, all right, what is the Lord going to do to answer these requests? But then there's other people who run into lawsuits or hostile takeovers or just for whatever reason, their business just kind of sputters along. And so I don't have an answer for that. I wish I did. And from a truth and marketing standpoint, I mean, the truth is that we honestly do pray for businesses. We fast, we pray this is something that we carry, but there is no guarantees. Like why do some people end up beheaded like James and some people walk free like Peter? But it's not like even Peter lived a charmed life forever. I mean, eventually he was also crucified. So, uh, it's, this is just something that I'm wrestling through. What does it look like Lord to live in a world of both James and Peter? So I have a prayer about that now. So Lord God, as I've been wrestling with this, it struck me that in the book of Ezekiel, you ask Ezekiel to do a bit of street theater, to lie on his side and only eat these particular beans and grains, and that he was supposed to cook the loaf of bread over human excrement. And 
I think it's fascinating that Ezekiel during the whole, like, make sure you lay on your side for whatever, a year and a half or something. He wasn't like, excuse me, that sounds really boring. I'd rather not. But instead was like, okay, that's fine. But then the cooking method was the thing that was abhorrent to him. And he protested and you ameliorated his punishment or not punishment, but like you, you lessened what you asked of him. He could use cow dung to cook his bread. Lord, I think about Cain and how you had a certain punishment for him and he protested. And for him, it was, you ameliorated his punishment. You allowed him to go free with a reduced sentence, if you will. And then I think about various people throughout the scriptures who cry out to you. I think about Jabez and how he had a really robust prayer and you answered his request. And then I think about Jesus. He had a really robust prayer at the end of his life and you didn't answer that request. He wanted the cup to be taken from him and you said no about that. And so, Lord, I come to you with... I guess a sense of peace that throughout the scriptures, the record is that the, those who walked with you asked you for things and you had the full freedom to answer however you wanted. And so Lord, it gives me courage to be able to keep on asking, but then also the freedom to say, in the end, it's not actually up to me. (laughs) Oh, and so Lord, I guess, thank you that you are the one who actually bears the brunt of all of it. Lord, you bear the brunt of the grief. You bear the brunt of the disappointment. I think about how it's not very fun to say no to my children or my friends. And yet, Lord, you say no to us all the time. And I've never really thought about how that probably is a grief for you. It probably wasn't overly fun to be like, oh, I'm sorry, Jesus, you do actually have to go to the cross. Like, no, that was not your preference, I'm sure. And yet you were the one who made the hard decisions. So thank you for being a God who is willing to take that responsibility and that you don't throw it back on us and say like, well, it was just your karma. Clearly you had done something very bad in the past and it's, this is just what goes around, comes around. Sorry to say. No, that the record of the scripture is that we can ask and that you're a God of grace. You're in a God of unexpected favor. Thank you, Lord, for all of the ways that you pour out that unexpected favor. We give you praise. Amen.